Hey everyone, welcome to the Soulful Eclectic. I am your host, Diana Collins, and I want to welcome you to today's episode. If this is the first time you're visiting me, well, welcome. Thank you for taking the time out to uh, spend with me and the Soulful Tribe. If you are returning, thank you so much. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. And I just want to just extend that extended welcome to everyone. And thank you for taking the time out to be with me. And I I feel, you know, special that you want to spend your 30, 45, maybe an hour minutes with me. Um, And I appreciate that. And I appreciate you. So thank you, everyone, for your feedback. I appreciate that as well. Uh, If you haven't, uh, please join our website www.thesoulfuleclectic.com. Um, you can find me on Facebook, DC Soulful Eclectic, and Instagram, the.soulfuleclectic. And um, yeah, so today's episode, right? Um, health, wellness, mind, body, and soul. Today we're going to focus on the mind. And one of the things that you guys have heard me talk about is how I practice mindfulness and being mindful of the things that I'm doing, the things that I'm saying, um, and because your words can mani- be manifest in, into greatness, and also your words have power. So being conscious of what I say, how I say it, is one of the things that I am learning and growing into as um, a person, right? Um, it's just, it's just as a person. So it's a change for me because it's a, it's a constant journey being conscious of it. And, um, it's, it's never perfect. It's for whoever it is and it's going to look different for each and every one of us. So I wanted to share today for, um, our mind day, our body day, our soul day, because it works for mind, body, and soul. And, you know, I am, an educator. I'm all about healthcare and educating the community. And I would love to share what I've learned about mindfulness and how it's actually helped me get to where I am today and also expand on my journey. And it's a continuous thing. As I said, anything that you're practicing, it does take a level of work and consciousness and, um, steadfastness in in pursuing it, right? You need to be able to sustain and be kind to yourself when you fall off. And that's what mindfulness is all about. And um, so I'm going to start telling you, uh, giving you some information about what mindfulness is. Just kind of generalized. Um, If you want more information, sure, feel free to reach out. I'm happy to provide that. Not a problem. Um, But this is just some general information to give you an idea of what mindfulness is. And many of us already practice mindfulness or some sort of uh, mind meditation that we do. Uh, most of us who are spiritual are praying. Uh, so that's a form of meditation because you're talking to not only within yourself, but to a higher being, uh, God, Buddha, whoever, Allah. I don't discriminate against anyone's religion. Your practice is your practice, just like meditation and mindfulness is your practice. It's what you want it to look like. And you get out of it what you put into it. And that's with anything we do in life. So just a general 
and when we look at mindfulness, what we're doing is we're we're trying to get into that that different mindset. We're changing how we see things, how we view things. We're being conscious of the things that we're saying, the things that we're doing, the things that we are thinking, and how we are feeling. Um, it's about intention and cultivating a, a level of awareness and also paying attention to what is occurring both present and in past, what you've observed, how you feel, those sensations that you're feeling while you're in that state of meditation. And it's also an attitude, right? It's non-judgmental. You're, you're curious about life, you're curious about yourself, and you're going to be kind to yourself. You need to be kind to yourself. You know, and a lot of people wonder, where does this mindfulness thing came, come from? It, it seems like it just popped out of nowhere. But honestly, it's been something that's been practiced for years. You know, there are different ways of doing it. Mindfulness is that meditation, as I said. So it's been something that has been practiced for thousands of years by um, Buddhists. Um, it comes, it's, it's very popular out in the West. And um, East Coast is really gravitating to it now. And a lot of places are teaching about mindfulness. I know in the classroom, I teach about mindfulness and cultivating a self-awareness um, within yourself. And especially when it comes to nursing and healthcare and burnout, we get um, fit, uh, caregivers fatigue. So we, you know, I teach mindfulness to the students so that they can begin at an early stage in their career and their profession on being um mindful of their biological state, being mindful of self. So about, I want to say about 20, 30 years ago, you know, people really started to go into um, the state of meditation and mindfulness and being more aware because of the levels of stress that we have. As I said, we talk about healthcare and nurses, especially with burnout. That was one of the reasons why a lot of nurses and healthcare practitioners got out of healthcare because they got burned out. They weren't taking care of themselves. So I, I begin every class by teaching students to be self-aware and be and, and take care of yourself. Be aware of how you feel, your biologicals. Don't ignore them. Um, we've, since we've become this world of Zoom and Google Meets and things like that, we're in front of a computer all the time. So one of the things you, you have to be mindful of is those bio breaks. Bio breaks are not just bathroom breaks. They're grab something to eat, grab something to drink, stretch, step away from this harsh light of a computer every now and again. Those are bio breaks. That's paying attention to your body and those alerts that it gives you when it gets tired, your eyes get tired and start to get watery. That's when it's time to put the camera off and, and step away from the computer and just give your, your eyes a break, right? You start to feel those achinesses in your body as you're sitting in front of a computer for long periods of time, typing, looking at documents. That's your, your cue to get up and step away, stretch. Sit. I have a little meditation corner that I built in my office where I can just sit and just be for like two minutes. Not even, it doesn't even have to take long. Just two minutes. I'm sitting, zenning, bringing myself back and then clearing and, and then coming back and engaging into whatever it was that I was doing. 
Um, so that's that's something that you can do too. Uh, in in my home, there are several places that you can just cop cop a squat and just zen out for the moment, and uh, it, it, it's just a great thing. My husband does it all the time. Like he, he can be sitting here talking to me, playing a game, doing homework or whatever. Then all of a sudden he'll disappear, and what happens is he gets you know, overwhelm or he just feels that stress coming on and he'll just go and meditate in one of the meditation areas that we have in the house. And that's, that's something you can do, step away and, and just come back. So with education and nursing and being a nurse practitioner, we always are curious about the evidence. Where is this? How is this proven? Who's saying this? So I have read a lot of articles about meditation, mindfulness, and the importance of resetting. And it, it really does help with a lot of things. Now, mind you, we're going to talk about the, the, the one few negative that I did come across in all of this, but more positives than negatives I have seen in the literature. So one of the things that it can help with is um, depression, anxiety, and stress. Now, this is not what I'm, I'm not talking about major depression where you're on medication. I don't, I, didn't, I never encourage anyone to stop taking any kind of medicine without seeking consult from your physicians or your provider, whoever prescribed the medication. Please never stop any medication unless directed by and guided by your provider, first and foremost, all right? But this can be used in synergy, in conjunction, together with whatever treatments that you're doing, okay? It's not meant to replace anything, not by any means. But if you're already doing the work to better your mental health, this is another uh, piece that can actually help, right? So when I was reading the literature... It, it, it agrees and, and, and just solidifies that mindfulness has that effect on, uh, on depression, on stress and anxiety, and that um, it can help with, uh, if you have mild, maybe, depression, you might be able to, with your physician, talk with them and maybe scale back on the dosage and work with that. But you never again want to do anything to jeopardize your health. You always want to talk to your providers with that. But it does help with psychological stress stressors. We use it a lot in um, patients who have PTSD, veteran and non-veteran alike. Uh, it is very helpful. It centers back. It helps with sleep as well. So there's a lot of psychological and physiological, so mind and body outcomes that are good when it comes to that, when it comes to meditation, stress, and, and um, anxiety, and depression. Uh, let's see, pain. It, it, oh my gosh, it can help recenter your pain. Now, does it take your pain away? Absolutely not. Um, that will be uh, poor practice for me to say that it will take away your pain. No, but there is a, some evidence that show that it does have a particular impact on that psychological experience from pain, especially for those who have um, what we call phantom limb pain. If you had an amputation, one of your limbs were removed surgically, and um, you still have that 
pain, it can help ease that a little bit. Again, it does not take it away, but it will help alleviate some of that discomfort um, and, and help center you back and, and readjust. All right, so that along again with other treatment is actually very helpful and people have um, stated that it does decrease their um, intensity. Again, it doesn't take it away, but it does lower the intensity slightly. Um, we talk about your health, mind, body, and soul. Uh, so it, it really helps with the overall well-being of you, right? Um, we've seen, again, a number of individuals who, who use the mindfulness technique and they are steady using it. Um, again, you can't use it and then just stop. It's a great way to cope. It's, it, it improves the person's development of empathy and coping. It, it provides a, a better quality of life. It enhances your quality of life. It can improve some aspects of your physical health. It, decreases, it can help decrease your blood pressure, um, definitely. It, it helps decrease those mental those mental outbursts, anger, anxiety uh, that we just talked about. And it can also help with some of those other long-term chronic illnesses that you may have. Again, it's not a uh, all-in-all, it's going to fix everything. No, but it does help decrease the amount of intensity that you are um, experiencing, honestly. Performance. <laughs> wow. For me, I see a lot in the performance for, for me, my mindfulness, because I, it gives me those, that, that moment of clarity um, in, in what it is that I'm doing. It helps me reset. It helps me with my memory. So when I was looking again, you know, talking about the literature, looking at the evidence of it all, and research uh, says that it, and when you're practicing this mindfulness, it's been known to enhance your attention, your control, your working memory, and also improve those cognitive and performance uh, things that we do. So it helps you do what it is that you do that much better. So that's why when I say, when you get your eyes get tired, be mindful, step away from the computer, reset yourself, and then come back. It increases your productivity in, in what it is that you're, you're doing. And it also brings a greater self-awareness to you and it provides that emotional control that we some many of us all seek because you know we can we can be um, pushed, right? We have those people that gaslight us and being mindful and practicing mindfulness helps you decrease the amount that people are able to gaslight you. All right. And it also helps you when you're in those, uh, I, I, I'm not a teamwork person, I, I'm not a fan of group work, but it helps you with those conflict resolutions when we're talking about teamwork and, and making the dream work, right? Because we all work as teams for most of the things that we do. But I know from what I, I've learned and what I have seen and what I have experienced, they are really... Sh teaching this a lot to those who are experiencing um, PTSD, mood disorders, 
eating disorders, smoking um, issues, uh, patients who have multiple sclerosis, hot flashes for those of us who have our personal summers. I personally have not gone into my personal weather changes as my husband calls them, but um, I have had family members who discuss their uh, weather storms that their body has with them and um, mindfulness can help with some of those hot flashes or personal weather uh, stations that you may have. And here's this. If you're having trouble sleeping, mindfulness helps you get to sleep. Okay. I do mindfulness every night. I'm, I'm on this 30 day um, stretch of practicing mindfulness and I do two different ones. I do one for confidence and um, building self-esteem because like I've said in many other episodes that we've had conversations about, I suffer from self-esteem issues from growing up as a kid, being bullied in school, so forth and so on. So it, I put on a mindfulness uh, meditation, guided meditation that helps me not only get to sleep, but it gives me those subliminal affirmations that I I say to myself daily, but going to sleep to them actually helps in the subconscious mind. So um, sort of like hypnosis, if you've ever tried hypnotherapy, that's what it's similar to when it comes to what the, the guided, some of the guided imageries, not all of them. I do, again, I do anxiety. Um, one on anxiety, I do one on confidence and self-esteem, but it starts off as a guided. And then once you start to get into that uh, deep sleep, that REM sleep, then it turns into your sounds where you can just zen out and meditate and bring you into that sleep. So um, it's definitely something worth trying. And I said, it's not easy. Um, Give yourself a break. Um, Be kind to yourself. Set timers. I know my um, Dan, my husband, he sets timers when he does meditation because you you put yourself into that relaxed state and believe it or not, you do fall asleep. When you are in that um, perfect state of meditation, you are you are in that relaxed point and you are you can fall asleep. And that's not a bad thing. That that's good. Your body's resetting, right? Uh, so. He sets a timer so that he doesn't go over um, the time that he want, he intended to, to sit and meditate. When I was working as a staff nurse, I didn't realize it at the time, but I was practicing mindfulness because I would leave and, and just sit for a few minutes by myself, usually two to five, because any of you who work in healthcare know you don't get that much time to really recenter. So you can't really take that much time. So I would step away two minutes, five minutes the most, and kind of reset and just say, okay, I'm ready for the next round. And sometimes that's all you need. But um, it doesn't mean that, again, I just want to keep, I'm, I'm, I am going to keep reiterating this doesn't mean mindfulness is not going to be, it's not your all in all. It doesn't mean that it's going to take away any medications that you're on. It doesn't mean any of that. It means that it's helping to strengthen 
your bond with yourself and being conscious of what you are doing and what your body's doing. So, you know, how can mindfulness help you? I it, it really depends on the individual and what your goal is for mindfulness. I know for me, it was to recenter, decrease my anxiety, not have anyone else take my energy. And um, for me, honestly, repel the negativity because people are negative, guys. All right. I, I don't know what is wrong with, with this world, but there is just an abundance of negativity. So I am just always cleansing my energy as best as I can and recenter and trying not to allow people to gaslight me. As an instructor, as a teacher, it is very easy to get gaslighted. Uh, if that's the word, gaslighted, gaslit, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> but it is very easy to let someone put, to have someone push your buttons, especially when you're tired, when you haven't eaten. So taking account to those bio breaks is really important. So mindfulness helps with that. But as like, as I was saying, as a a faculty member, as a teacher, and even as a nurse, people gaslight you. And and you have to be aware of your self involvement in it and your and and how you react to it and helping those reactions. Mindfulness is part of that. Because it really does stop me from actually reacting to a lot of things that is said to me about me when it comes to being out and people's negativity. Um, it also helps from, from, from what I see and what I've read in the, in the uh, journals and all the literature, this, the mindfulness can help you with your goals, goal setting right? And it regulates your stress, dealing with your pain. We talked about that. Symptoms that are related to a lot of the diagnosis that many people in the community are experiencing or living with. And it can, we talked about the effectiveness of work, but one of the things that I find with mindfulness, um, uh, one of the many things, because there is many things, as I said, I've been doing this a long time. So the, the other thing that I find with mindfulness, it helps with our relationships between myself and my husband. It helps with our communication. Because you, at, we talked about gaslighting. You and your spouse can gaslight each other. We know what buttons to push on one another, right? So how can, how can we help diffuse those situations? And mindfulness helps a lot. Um, it helps that even if even if you step away from the conversation when it starts to get heated, that's being mindful because you know you need to remove yourself from that situation. Now, mind you, don't just walk away while while your spouse is is, is talking to you, or if it's a heat, especially if it's a heated argument, don't just walk away. All right, I what we what we do is we stop and say, you know what, I can't continue this conversation right now. I'm going to just give myself a minute and then we can talk about it later or, you know, once I reset. And that doesn't mean that the conversation is over, done, whatever. It just means that person needs to step away because they feel themselves getting amped up. And, and, and for them not to lash out and, and say something that they're going to regret, they just rather say, hey, let's just take a time out. Um, I'm going to go think about this, talk, you know, sit for a minute and come back when, 
you know, I'm ready to talk. And here, here's, the, here's the, the wife part of me that's like, what do you mean when you're ready? I'm ready right now. And you just want to keep going. No, take the, the initiative, take the, the, listen to the, the, the lead that the other person has, has started. Okay. It's not that they are saying it's about them. What do you mean? You're, you're taking a break. Why can't I take a break? It's just understanding what your limits are and they are understanding what their limits are and they're saying, okay, time out. You're reaching my limit and you can do the same. You can do the same. And, and that's uh, one of the, the many things, again, I've learned um, in mindfulness because before my husband used to just walk away from me and we'd be having conversations like, uh, we were talking and I had to, you know, we had to sit down and have a serious conversations. Like, dude, you can't just walk away from me when we're talking. I mean, that, that's, that's really rude. Number one. And then also it, it just makes me think you're disinterested in what, what I'm saying and you're not validating what it is that I'm saying. So it helps with communication. It really does. It really does. Um, practicing mindfulness is really something that is going to take time. It doesn't happen overnight. It's very effective. As I said, it, it helps you get to your goals and on some levels, but it, it does take time. And you will find that once you start meditating or, you know, practicing mindfulness, you'll find your mind starts to wander about different things, right? And it's okay. Just be mindful that your mind is wandering to the grocery store and what the what you have to pick up and you're picturing what's in the fridge and what you're going to eat. It's fine. It's going to happen. And it's going to happen several times. What you do is you acknowledge, okay, yes, I have to go to the store, but this is not where I, I need to be right now. And you bring it back. You just bring your thoughts back to what it is that you're doing. And that's being present being accountable to how your body is feeling, and then um, continuing from there. And as I said, it takes time. Be patient with yourself. When I, I do, as I have grown in meditation and mindfulness, as I said, I have several areas in the house where I have um, a zafu, which is a, a, a fancy word for a, a meditation pillow. And you sit and I just sit there and zone out. Sometimes I have sounds on, sometimes I don't. I will burn an incense or some kind of uh, sage or whatever. Whatever my goal is during this medita meditation time, that's what um, I'm setting that tone. And sometimes my energy is so intense or the energy in the house can be so intense because we have not just myself and my husband, we also have my 25, our 25 year old daughter who's home and she has very intense energy. Both my daughters do, um, which is why I think they clash a lot, but she has real intense energy. And so what I do is I'm constantly burning sage, which is an energy cleansing. We use it um, in ritual practices. It's called smudging. So we were kind of smudging the house during that time. I use a Palo Santo, which is also energy cleansing uh, wood from Peru and Ecuador. And it's, it's just it's one of those things that, you know, we, we do to keep ourselves centered. And so you'll find what works for you. And you just kind of just 
gravitate to that. Sometimes I said I use sounds. Sounds work well too. Um, sounds can be either YouTube has a lot of sounds. Pandora does spa sounds. Uh, XM Radio does spa sounds or meditation sounds. I think Pandora does meditation sounds or something like that. And XM Radio does or Sirius Radio does spa sounds. So you can do either one. It works. But I also have a singing bowl. So I, I, I use a singing bowl for those intense energy days where I really need that energy to vibrate out and so I use the vibrations of the singing bowl to help accentuate what I'm feeling and get that out get that out um also when you're meditating the smells the scents when I when I burn incense it helps with that connection and brings that insight that joy and and opens you up to be um to clear out that energy and and to re recenter and refocus because that is your time to really just switch off, turn off, and, and focus in on you and, and do a head-to-toe um, analysis. So when you notice, again, when you notice something in the present or habit, don't judge yourself and react. Just kind of just center yourself and just think about it. And I always say, is it about me, right? Your reaction is what alerts you more than what the what the person says. So your response, right? Your response to something is usually over what the actual um, words are that are, is coming from the other person, right? So practicing mindfulness helps you get control of yourself. Um, what you're doing over your reactions and over um, those repetitive patterns that we do. It helps us pause. Ah, I love it. It helps us pause. It's your pause. So we're on play constantly. Play, 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 right? Think of a radio. Think of how uh, those of us who are of the age who used to make mixtapes, right? We used to have a tape in, the, in there and it was ready to go. What was it doing? It was always on pause until we were ready for that next song. So here is your pause to get a clearer picture of what it is you're doing, a clearer picture of a situation, and a clearer picture on how you're going to respond more skillfully to something that has been done to you or said to you. So this is the beginning of many mindful conversations that we're going to have, but I thought this was a nice start to introducing mindfulness and understanding what mindfulness is. And hopefully after you're, you've reviewed and listened and you know did some research of your own, maybe you can give me some feedback on what you think about mindfulness and how you may want to incorporate it in your day-to-day -day life to help you be a better version of you. So with that, I'm going to end and say thank you so much for taking the time out again to be with me. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, or the channel, well, guess so, to the podcast, please do so. And you can do that at www.thesoulfuleclectic.com. And also, uh, give me some feedback, right? Tell me how you like it. Or maybe how you don't like it. Or maybe that I'm a, a crazy nut. Whatever. Sell me something. 
Um, and also, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, the uh, Nope. <laughs> the Facebook is DC, the Soulful Eclectic. And also, you can find me on Instagram, the.soulfuleclectic. And just let me know. Tell me what you think. Tell me how you feel. Tell me, you know, anything. Just just tell me, right? Um, but yeah, so just share with me what you got. And also just share it on. Pass it on. If, it, if you found something in this conversation that resonated with you and you want to share it with a friend, please do. Please do. And uh, again, thank you so much for spending your time with me. I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. And I do look forward to spending more time with you as we move on. Um, as I said, I have also, if you know anyone who is needing of educational academic services, be it in healthcare or non-healthcare, or if you need know someone in the community who needs a speaker on a topic concerning diversity, inclusion, um, equity and inclusion, as well as any healthcare issues that... Uh, they want to discuss health, wellness, mind, body, and soul. I am a registered nurse, nurse practitioner, and nurse educator, and I am more than willing to um, reach out if that is something that a service that is recommended or you need it. Contact Collins Education Resource Management, and we will be happy to help you with whatever service needs you may have, especially for those of you who are out there in nursing school as an instructor, I know how hard it is to start the journey of nursing, and I have also have a part of my business where I offer academic assistance in guiding you through the process of nursing school because, unfortunately, it's not easy, but I'm telling you, it's worthwhile. Uh, and I also mentioned that I'm also writing my book, so if there is anyone who is interested in Hiring a ghostwriter to write your book, Beautifully Screwed with Shannon Gaston is more than happy to help you with those writing needs. So thank you so much again. I look forward to talking to you all. Please take care of yourself and each other. Check in on your seniors, please. Um, even if it's just to say hi or even take them out for a cup of coffee. They'll love it. Thank you so much. Take care of yourself and each other. Until next time.